Good morning, Vernon. Good morning, Devin. All right, so last night, Alec Bohm runs home on a pretty shallow pop-up to left field, runs home, gets tagged out. He's out. The ump calls him safe because from his angle, he looks safe. Video evidence can't overturn it. And uh, the Phillies win in dramatic fashion, a game they, well, at least should have tied, right? It shouldn't have been a win. And here we are with uh, a team that's six and three instead of five and four, which is a pretty big difference. That's a, you know, six and three and five and four is a, a pretty big swing. And uh, it goes to show you, I guess, that, that if you put in the right inputs, sometimes you get the right outputs, even when it's wrong, right? Yeah. And, you know, I didn't see the game, but I did see the score in that they won when I left work. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I think one of the things is, is energy, right? Like sometimes, you know, it's like in the NBA, you know, I equate it to 50-50 balls, right? Like they're called 50-50 balls, but I guarantee if you comb through every game and you just look at the percentages game by game, it's probably never 50-50, right? And uh, the difference in between, you know, which team gets that is just energy. You know, like even you get a call, you'll get a call. What's the old adage? If you play aggressive and you attack, you're going to get more fouls called for you. Mm. You know, it's just that sometimes energy is is everything. It's sort of like traction. We continue to go back to one of our earlier books, traction. You know, if you're just moving forward or you're just moving, Something good might happen. Yeah, I, wa- I wonder if, like, with 50-50 balls, if the guy who got picked lower in the draft, so he has more yeah. of a chip in the shoulder, yeah. <laughs> is more likely to get the 50-50 ball. That's a, I think I think there's a 50-50 ball, like, project for the for the podcast. Like, like I, we got to find that stat and maybe do, like, you know, figure out who, like, leads the league in 50-50 balls. I know it's out there. We just got to find it, you know, and, ju- and just figure out who that guy is. And – it's probably like Jeremy Grant, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. We should, we should see how we should see if we can find it. I'm gonna start searching and see if there's like a league leader in fifty fifty balls. League leader in fifty fifty balls, yeah, because that that'd be a guy I'd wanna I'd wanna have on my team. I think. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So speaking of fifty fifty balls, uh, sounds like you had you guys were planning last week on a pivot. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying trying something a little different for for twenty four hundred, and so uh, t- tell me that story. Whew. What a what a week, Devin. Um, it's basically I I would describe it as a beautiful disaster, right? You know, it it's similar to the Alec Boom play, you know, where we really should have bombed hard, but somehow we we still were able to have success. So I'll tell you what it is, what it was, and then we'll go from there. So we decided, we kept getting people asking us to, like, where can they buy the food? Because we would we would constantly tease all day with, with photos and reels and videos of us cooking with these seasonings. Um, and everyone just wanted, like, they wanted, they didn't want the seasonings by itself they also wanted to try the food that we would make in the different videos so we decided to go ahead and um have a have a dinner sale a fundraising uh dinner sale where we just to raise money we decided to offer platters for twenty dollars 
a pop. And uh, we did it on Saturday night. How'd, uh, how'd that go? That's that's a large thing to try to organize. That's a not insignificant event. <laughs> yes. There was a yes. little pregnant pause between you being like, we did that on Saturday night. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so, yes, here's what we did. So I'll paint the picture and you can, you can probe away after. All right. All right. So the idea was we had a cutoff of 50 platters right okay they were twenty dollars each we decided to go big because it was the first time and we just wanted to show some goodwill to those people that like hey we know it's your first time trying our food we do want to make it worth your while so for 20 bucks here go here here's here's your options i'll give you the options real quick for 20 bucks you could have got two four ounce crab cakes right two sides of your choice you know we had like these rice fritters um, that we kind of just came up with that were really good. Two of those, like three nice-sized hush puppies that we make. All this we're making from scratch. Like none of this is like pre-made or, you know, any type of like pre-purchase. This is put, all. Putting in work all This all is all Saturday. work all day. We should have been all day from Thursday to Saturday is what <laughs> hindsight. Um, but, uh, yeah, all work. Um, and then you could have, uh, you know, also on that because we couldn't stop there. We threw in, you know, you got a piece of homemade cornbread made by my wife. So we bought some cornbread from her. And then also we offered dessert, which we bought a bunch of cakes from her. And then Rodney, uh, Mr. Lee Bloomer, as the chef, he made his, his uh, you know, one of the favorite desserts he used to make at the restaurant, which was banana cheesecake, which was really good. So they got a choice of those two. And then they got two sides, an entree, you know, crab cakes. We had stuffed salmon. We had pull boys, and then we had these smoky fried wings um, that we smoked for an hour, right? So here we are. We're breaking out the smoke as a griller. You know what that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after we smoke them, almost get them to like just about done, still with a little left to go, take them off the smoker, and then we deep fried them for the last three minutes. Crazy. All good. You know, imagine biting into a wing. You taste the smoke, and then it's like, holy shit, ooh. You know, you know, this is this is fried also. This is like yeah. unbelievable. So great menu. They they got a whole lot of stuff. That's a lot of work though. Yeah. So that was the picture and so I don't know, what's your next question at the hearing that? I mean uh, uh, that I just know how much work that is, right? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. from, from past jobs and and past lives, like yeah. Yo, you that's wanted, a that's a you had a ton going yeah. on. You where want, you, where did you do it? How did you do it? And did okay. you pull it off? There it is. I was I was saying. So let's start with where do we do it? Uh, we <laughs> I'm laughing because it like I I think I went through like a little traumatic experience uh, actually. Uh, <laughs> we did it at, at one of our kitchens. So we had a four burner and uh, an oven, one oven and a four four burner. And then uh, we had a like a ceramic uh, flat top, uh, and that was it. Oh, and, and a deep fryer. We did that. We did have a nice like commercial style deep fryer, plus a grill. Yeah, plus a grill, plus a grill. So that was our workstation. It was Man, you just guys the, were, you guys yeah. were bumping into each other's elbows all day. Yeah. So here I'll start with where it went wrong first. So the the first thing was um, we made the menu a little too intense. 
Too too complex. Too, too complex. Yep. We gave them options too. I just told you one platter. There were options. There were four sides you get to choose from. Sure, yeah, no, you can mix and match. Yeah, that makes mix it hard. And to, that makes it hard to plate. Exactly. So there was way too many options. Um, that was that was the first thing. Way too many options. Uh, then we also did pre-orders. So everybody had a pre-order. Uh, problem with that was when we went shopping, we did we working everybody's working jobs we did not prioritize a day where we sat down and went over the exact amount of orders and the exact amount of stock that we needed to buy so that is when it all started to go downhill because we go in we go shopping and we just buy probably three times too much sure yeah that makes sense things are thawing out we're panicking what do we do? We we have our 50 orders. We can close it. So what do we do? Not thinking, just panicking. We open it back up. We never close the portal. And we basically also put out a flyer basically doing a leftovers. So you could get a platter or you could just buy some of the leftovers. Guess what? how many orders we ended up receiving by the end of the day? I don't know. You may pick up another 10 or 15. <laughs> Try, I think total when it was all said and done, we received about a hundred and like five orders. Oh, geez. maybe maybe a hundred and two. Um, we ended up actually packing up and boxing up about ninety orders. We ended up having to tap out. Uh, it was about one a.m. when I did my when I did the last delivery. Oh my! Uh, most people did not eat the food that night. Save it for because, the next day, right? Save yeah, it for the next thing. It was just, it was, and it was, it was just. I mean, it was chaos. It was chaos. The good news is, the food was really good, still. Sure. But it was pure chaos. Well, it sounds like uh, interesting lessons learned. Good mm-hmm. to take back to the business. This is the kind of thing that you know. Uh, you go ahead. You you tell your customers like. Hey, here's what we let you send an email, right? You, you, yeah, you, yeah. You tell them the story. You you process in black and white it. You just you put it out there. You tell them what happened, why it happened, and why that's interesting, and and, and how you're excited to do a better job next time, and take these lessons learned and pass that along to the community, and then improve next time around, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. And and like the media lesson was one, um, we we need to know exactly what it is that we're going to make you know maybe even the idea of a pre-order is not even necessary because in terms of taking orders um because we don't have a kitchen and we're not a restaurant one of the things that i think we're i know we're going to do some variation of the next time around is that we're not even going to do the whole i want this i want that everything is going to be already plated a basic he these are the two sides uh you can not want them, but you can't alter them. You can't get yep. anything different. And if you don't want them, we'll we'll put them on there, and you can just kind of, you know, give them to a friend. Holler at uh, us next. Ho- holler yeah. at us next time. Or holler at us next time. Exactly. And it'll be one dessert. If we even do dessert, um, you know, we'll keep it simple. And the biggest thing that we learned is that we had in our mind thought that we could keep this stuff hot for people. Um, we also, I didn't tell you the other thing. We also offered delivery. Which was which which was crazy. Um, so yeah, we 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 cooked let's put it to you this way. We cooked in North Philly. 
and I actually did a delivery out to media in yeah, the middle of all the cooking time. Yeah, that wasn't a great idea. No, it's that was right. terrible. That was terrible. So, Listen, learned. Yeah. Now, now, the good news is there were 32 platters that were given delivered to media. So it was like the bulk of it, you know, in the bulk of our deliveries, a big chunk sure. of it went that way. Um, but yeah, that wasn't a good idea. That that yeah. that was a little bit, of, that was a little wild. But what we also, we learned that, cut down, just keep it simple. You know, and then if you don't, if you don't like what we're serving, just, hey, next time, exactly. Then the other thing is, instead of taking pre-orders and orders, whatever, what we need to do is just make 50 platters because we're not, you're not going to be able to keep it hot anyway. Make sure the customer knows that this you, you this won't be served hot, and it give it in the bag. We can slide in reheat instructions, mm-hmm. you know, because it all reheats really well. I had some of the stuff yesterday, like twenty four hours after it was cooked, and it reheated. Amazing! It was amazing. It was exactly like it was supposed to taste. Sure. So. You know, it just, hey, we'll serve it to you cold. Unfortunately, you can't eat it until you get home to reheat it. But when you reheat it, it reheats well. And then, you know, that's okay because the price, we're not charging you like two crab cake. All that at a restaurant is what? 40 something bucks. I would say 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so it sounds like a little bit you guys need to lean more towards Ash's direction, right? Exactly. And, and be more specific and, and go to that sort of drop model. Um, mm-hmm. And especially because you guys are trying to do a couple of different things, right? So it's you want to put it all in concert with each other. So you want to be mm-hmm. able to have the, the, the website and those kinds of sales and this. And they all are supposed to feed each other. So, yeah, you need to you need to tighten that up. So, okay, well, good good lesson learned. It sounds like the, yeah. the business took a risk and uh, learned, yeah. learned a lot, you know. It was, it was a beautiful disaster. <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, regardless, we profited a little bit. Didn't lose anything. And then most importantly, the people did get to taste the seasonings. Sure. And every single thing was made by hand um, using the seasoning, the flavor at all, down to the salad dressing. Right. It was all seasoned with the rubs. So it was a win, but it was one of those. I said to somebody, it was Kobe's, you know, it was a, it was like a Kobe Russ Westbrook type of game. It was it was. Fifty points on forty-three shots. Right. That that that's what it was. It was an it was an Alec Bohm's out, but you managed to get the yes. call overturned kind of thing. Or <laughs> yes. yes. The call couldn't be overturned, but he should have been out. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what it was. We snuck one in there. We snuck one past him. Exactly. Exactly. It was okay. inco- what is it? Inconclusive evidence, right? Yeah. To overturn. Can't, can't turn it yeah. over. Can't yeah. turn it over. Inconclusive. That well, that's exactly how we'll describe it. Inconclusive. <laughs> well, it's it sounds a uh, sounds a little bit like our 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 yes it does our chapters this week is is that you know we're they were like everybody had decided the hot hand doesn't exist and here's the data that proves it and we all agreed on that and then these guys took a look at the math again and were like. Hey, maybe maybe it does. Hot hot hands, uh, chapter seven. Any thoughts? Yes, yes. Um, you know, I took away later. You know, about midway through the chapter, they they talk a little bit. Of, they get into a conversation a little bit about perception, um, and how I think they were Craig Hodges. Who I forget about Craig Hodges. And like back in those days, he was considered a sharpshooter. Remember. 
And he was a great shooter. Yeah, he was a sharp shooter. I remember him in a three-point contest. I remember all of that. And then I guarantee you, if you go look at his stats, Craig Hodges may have shot up three and a half per game. Um, oh, yeah, was, what, one or two a game at most. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so under underutilized being in that era. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I, and I think of perception and I think of, like, you know, one of the conversations is they went to watch Craig Hodges shoot and they just knew that he had he was, like, incredible. He was shooting, like, you know, 90% or something. Like, he's going to make every one. And, uh, you know, and, and how that has a part in the hot hand itself, you know, in, in the belief of the hot hand. It's just that the strong perception, what you believe to be true. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting to, to see. You know, I, I think that some of the good takeaways are, um, one is that you you should never hold a piece of advice or a number or anything really sacred. You should always be willing to change your mind, right? Like mm-hmm. it was really interesting to hear about like Daniel Kahneman sitting in the front row, right? This guy yeah. who's tremendous friends with Amos Tversky and, you know, and they're sitting there and these kids, right? I mean, these guys sounded like they were 25, 28 years old when they're presenting this in front of him. And they go like, hey, you know, here's the evidence that the hot hand actually does exist. And he then he goes ahead and he asks questions about, well, how come, you know, he's he's accepting of the of the results and excited to see the future. And it seems like, you know, I mean, to try to like tie it to a business takeaway, that's what we're supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. we're supposed to see the world as it is and also be willing to see the world as it might be, right? Mm -hmm. At At the exact same time, we need to see like, okay, well, if there is no hot hand, there is no hot hand. But also if there was a hot hand, what would that look like? And that's how you invent a new business. That's how you make something from nothing right like that's how that's how you make a worthwhile thing is you look and you go like well there is no restaurant here Hmm, maybe there could be well there is no like app that does this thing Hmm, maybe there could be maybe there should be maybe the reason that it's not there is because we want it there and maybe the reason it's not there is because i mean somebody tried and it failed so like you have to you have to kind of look at both sides of it you know yeah I, i think the biggest takeaway that i get out of this book is that you know, data and new information can change past results. And we and we see it all the time. I, I'm, you know, every every day I get on the email list of like the Innocence Project. And, and almost every day there's like somebody seeing their freedom again because of new data, new information. You know, there, there's like how about how often do we change the way we feel about people? People in our lives, people that have been, you know, influences for us for so long. And then you find, you know, information comes out, right? Proven information or even unproven information that changes the perception of the way you felt about that person before. You know, the data is just, it's important. It can, it can be the difference between you growing with society or you just being stuck in the place that you were prior to that data coming out or being washed completely out. So I agree. It's like you just said, if, if you, you see an opportunity or you see a pivot in the way that society is changing, you have to change with it. 
And I don't know if you watched the documentary, The Last Blockbuster, right? It's, oh, it's I did, another, yeah. Yeah, well, just think of The Last Blockbuster. Like, Blockbuster was literally destroyed by what they were in the 1980s when they came along. They they didn't even learn from their own lesson. Yep. Remember, when they when Blockbuster became a thing is because they basically... They had better data. Yeah, and they and they and and because they exactly it's a hundred percent true, and with that better data, what did they do? Destroy the mom and pop video stores, and then, and then when it and then they got and then they get and then they got chewed up by somebody with better data. Exactly, and, and it, dude, that's a that was actually a really great analogy because you know it's it says like you know look part of the fun like part of the whole point of living life. I guess to me at least is that I want to, I want to enjoy it and I want to have interesting fundamental challenges and I want to do my best to like, to do something to the universe. Right. And, and, and that's the, that's the point of the show. That's the point of the podcast. It's, I know that's the point of 2400, the movement, like that's the, that's what makes it interesting. And in order to do that, I need to both at once at the exact same time, I need to accept the way the world is. Mm hmm. And I need to accept the way I think the world should be. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's and that's the interesting and fun part about this can adventure. I th- can I throw one more in it? Go ahead. And you got to accept the direction the world is going in. Yes, as well, because because it, yep. it might not be the same as the way you believe it should be, but all three of those together, that's when chains come into play. Yeah. And you have to be able to willing to see that. And it's, it's definitely hard to see that because it, it might mean that something that you really believed in is no longer true because a, the world's moving or b the data's wrong or c you know, you want this thing to be true, but the reality is, is the world doesn't want it to be true. So, you know, it's a, it's a fun adventure, man. It's a fun adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And don't take yourself too seriously. Try new things. Don't put, don't, don't put like, don't be stubborn and, and, and one-sided. You know, try try new things. What worked for somebody else may work for you, it may not. What didn't work for somebody else may not work for you, it may, it may, it may. And at the end of the day, you just got to be willing to try and then try on a small scale. Uh, don't do 102 orders. Uh, <laughs> just, do yeah, yeah, go just, go for go for thirty five the yeah, first time. Go for thirty five, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, uh, it's it's uh, you're up. You you got the new book. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, the new book that I have. So as I as I mentioned um, the last time around, I had let us down some real like almost like your type books. We got real daddy. The last two books that I picked. Um, and then you kind of came in the middle. So so this new book, it's going to be really emotionally driven. Um, a cousin of mine had uh, tweeted some quotes from it, and I started looking into it. And it's called The Power of Vulnerability. Um, and it's by uh, Breen Brown uh, is the author. And uh, I just read, a, you know, just a couple little uh, excerpts from it in the book is really about how to use vulnerability to basically get to the things that you want. So one of the, one of the lines in a book is show up and let yourself be seen. And, uh, I, I want to explore that, that that's us in a nutshell, man. Yeah. Well, this is, this is good. I'm excited. Um, this is definitely not a book that I would 
ever uh, ever had picked <laughs> ever in a million years. Um, so I, I'm excited. This should be this this will be awesome because it's well I because I, I I watched her TED talk. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I, like how I, is she? I don't know anything about her. It was like two years ago. Like it, you know, it came by on, on my. It was like, hey, you should watch this, and I was like, all right. Um, and dude, she is smart. I was yeah. like, oh, this person oh, cool. is smart. That's so, awesome that you that you know. I know nothing about her. My literally, my cousin just like tweeted a quote and was like, book I'm reading. It's incredible. And I was just like, whoa, that's a dope quote. And uh, I just was like, all right, let me look at a book. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the next book that I'm picking. All right. Yeah, this should this should be interesting. It's definitely I would never in a million years pick this book. <laughs> so I'm excited. That's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. And uh, and so that's what I that's that's what we'll read. Man, I can't I can't believe I'm gonna read this book. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I really did like her TED talk though. She's, she's uh, dude. She was awesome. so she was so smart. I'm gonna like, go listen to her TED talk on the way to work. That's that's go. gonna be my move. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So what, what do you got for this week, Enkin? Yeah, we gotta we gotta figure out this beautiful disaster. Uh, okay. we, we got a lot, <laughs> a lot still floating out there. And there's take a look back on it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the money aspect. You know, mo- most of the money we have, there's probably a couple hundred dollars floating in each of our pockets somewhere. Uh, it just got crazy. Yeah. Oh, it got crazy. I, I'm, I had a nightmare. I had a nightmare Saturday, and I realized it was reality. And uh, now we're moving. Now we're moving on. All right. All right. Nice for me, man. It's uh, you know more working with Sarah. It was definitely a hard. It, dude, it. If you wanna, if you wanna challenge your your marriage a little bit, definitely like teach your your partner something. That's oh, some, I already know. That's yeah, some real. Know. That's some real stuff. Um, but yeah, I already you know, know, she's doing awesome. And it, you know the person who's struggling is like is me because I want to I want to jump in, I'm like mm-hmm. dude I need to not jump in I need to let her like go through it. Yeah. Oh, so. I know. Me, me and my wife literally fight about what the price of her dessert might be. Uh, when should she drop? So like I it was in the beginning I was that now I just I, I kind of learned to just get out the way, yep. and uh, I I just try to inspire her to do when she's like oh i don't know if i can do this this type of dessert or i gotta try it a couple times i'm just like man just do what you want it's you know what's our favorite line man it's our show we do what i want we do what we want yeah and i tell her that i use that same verbiage i'm like yo it's it's your business you do what you want whatever you want who cares they don't like it they go buy from somewhere else yeah, well, and you'll find out because you, if, you, if you're doing the wrong thing, people won't shop with you. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> and, and then you can be like, oh, is this really the business that I want? You'll, you'll learn. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah, All right. do, yeah, do what you want. Yeah, do yeah. what you want, not just what they want you to do. That's kind of the way I'm, I view business. I don't want to just be employed by a bunch of customers. I want to, you know, also do what I love and hope that others love it too. Yeah, you you it's it's an interesting balance. I, you know, I, I think about that a lot, right? Like, the way that you are successful in business is both being empathetic to understanding what the customer wants, right? The successful mm-hmm. businesses understand oh, the customer wants X, and so I'm going to give them X, but also having a point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're like you know Trader Joe's is a great example. They they don't sell everything. They sell a, they sell curation. That's what they sell. They sell, these are the things we like. Yeah. People like us buy these things. Yeah. You know? And, and we and think you might like it. Exactly. Yeah. 
that's what they sell. And, you know, curation is hard and your wife's in that, in that business. She needs her point of view in order to do that. It's, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Hey, check us out on our website. The process is black and And on all your social media platforms, just search the process is black and white with only one. So pop right up. All right. Talk to you next week. Yeah.